Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. And it's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up. I'm your host, as always, uh, Mike Byrne. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. We've got some hosts to talk about it. We've got chat to talk with us. Hey, Mad Martha, how are you? How are you? No, I, oh, yeah, I guess, Dom, are you eating birthday cake? Chat wants to know if you're eating... <laughs> If you're eating, it's the joke that just won't go away. Uh, but it, hey, we hope you'll stick, stay and stick around for an hour, chat games with us. Put your thoughts in the comments here on Ready Check Radio or on YouTube. If you get a second, stop by readycheckradio.com. You can check out all the old episodes of Gaming Gumbo, the Relic Grind, our Square Enix Final Fantasy XIV show, and even old episodes of Snowbound, which we leave up because someday the Blizzard show may come back. We don't know. We don't know. We'll just have to see... Uh, how they, you know, fancy things up and, you know, stop being douche nozzles. Joining us, he's back. Look at him, resident artist of Ready Check Radio. There he is. It's Yod. How are you, sir? I, I, I go away for a month to take care of some stuff, and this is what I come back to. This is absolutely <laughs> what you come back to. You got, you got like, new uh, shiny stuff in the background. I do. What I is do. I, that? I got a new machine here. Um... I'm going to attempt to learn on real 5 engine and the poor old surface here can't handle it. No. So we we had to upgrade. Oh, uh, we so, we so had we, to we got, upgrade. Yes, quote yes, quote we, we quote. Had, we had right. to upgrade. <laughs> right. So it we just got so happens that this will go beast mode on every game I've wanted to play in the last 6 months too. <laughs> there is that, but that's a side effect. <laughs> Side effect. That's, that's not why I got it. I got it so that I could learn the Unreal Engine 5. <laughs> Just so happens to have this lovely side effect, huh, Dom? Oh, what yeah. the hell well, to... Wait, this is field. not Tom? What the hell happened? <laughs> that, that's not me. What happened to Tom? That, that is not me at all. What, what, what did you do? What did you do? No, it ended up being Torchwick's shot in Dom's solo Oh, shot. my God. I fixed all the group shots and totally forgot to fix Dom's solo shots. <laughs> yeah, gullible's written on the ceiling. There you go, buddy. We got uh, you now. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I can't complain. I had a lovely day yeah. with the daughter. We went out. Uh, we went to uh, sign in for extras in a Netflix movie, a horror mm -hmm. movie, and then we went and had lunch. And we went to some clothing store that her and her mother like, and you know that was only a few hundred dollars. I mean, I, I will say, based you know uh, the the game recommendations from last week, I, I was waiting for some notifications that you beat my score in BeatStar, but I didn't. I, yeah, I, we can. I don't we're seem gonna, to be getting any. Of yeah, those. we're gonna talk about that a little later because I mm. I actually do I I agree with you on a lot. I do enjoy the game, not enough to actually play it. I think I got to yep. like level four, yeah, yeah, and I played each song that I have a rating on like maybe once or twice. Um, I hate the monetization system in it. Yeah. I, oh yeah. yeah. I ch I checked out. 
I love, why I, told I love you, the don't, game. Don't spend it. Don't yeah. spend it. You can play it without spending, but yeah. Yeah, but it is <laughs> it is annoying. It's one of those games where they reward you with boxes, and then you have to click a box to open it, and there's a timer to open it, like five hours, three hours, hour and a half, five minutes, whatever. But if you have three locked boxes, you cannot play a song unless you spend cash gems to have unlimited play for 30 minutes or watch an ad at the beginning of every single song. And I was like, yeah, no, the, I'm out, the, I'm out. The bright side of that is though, once you unlock every song out of all the boxes, you get permanent unlimited play, so. Oh yeah, that's all. Just unlock every song that's yeah. in the game. That's all. Everything. You just yeah. gotta unlock everything. It's yeah. it's sad because I do love rhythm games. I did like yeah. that one. Uh, I didn't have a chance to like mess around with sync to see if my phone was off by a little bit or, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of my scores were coming within like 300 to a thousand of yours. And I was like, yeah, okay, they were. Yeah. I, I checked on you. I yeah. So, but I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't, I, I, was I unlocked, you would get one. I was hoping you get one for the show. No, I unlocked just, like, just I, I think I unlocked like 12 songs or something. I didn't get very far into it, like level yeah. four. And you were like level 16 or 20 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I can't deal with this monetization. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It is a good game, but for me, it's just ruined by monetization. And I love rhythm yeah. games, so I usually give them the benefit of the doubt anyway. Yep. Is, is there any game that's not ruined by monetization? I mean, really? Yeah, the ones I pay for, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that, I'm like, that is a good point. the ones I'm like, hey, if I give you $60, I would like you to hand me that game and then leave me alone. Just <laughs> leave. Until the DLC comes out. Yeah, until the DLC uh, comes until out. Until the DLC comes out. Yeah. So uh, Final Fantasy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's the one that every 30 days is like, hey, you got 15 bucks I can borrow? And I'm like, yes, I do. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go, Squeenix. Here you go. <laughs> hey, so it wasn't really like a super busy week in gaming, so I thought we'd take kind of this opportunity. We've we've often told like little stories about, you know, a favorite game or, or a, a game memory we have or, or something like that uh, when we're talking about particular topics. Like when we talk about Zelda, Dom has this Zelda story to, to tell, you know, from his past and stuff. So I thought we'd take a little bit of time just to like maybe talk about us instead of just the games. But of course, in the context of gaming, but I don't want to do it like the way every channel does it. Like, yeah, okay, I'm going to ask your favorite game of all time, but then we're going to kind of just like go in weird directions uh, about your histories and my histories with gaming. But before we do, we are getting rumor reports right now coming from uh, Puck. The reporter's name is Dylan Byers. That EA, Electronic Arts, the company that just buys and buys and buys and closes and closes and closes, is now joining into the buying spree that is going on with Microsoft and Sony. However... They are not the ones actually doing the purchasing. From no less than four sources, Dylan at Puck is reporting that EA is actually trying to sell itself and has talked what? and almost closed with NBC Universal. Was almost bought by NBC Universal. Brian Roberts, CEO of NBC Universal, uh, and their parent company, obviously, Comcast, right? 
approached right. EA's CEO Andrew Wilson with an offer to merge EA and NBC Universal, leaving Wilson in charge of the combined entity. Those negotiations continued over several weeks, but then they broke down over questions of price and the merged entity's final form. On top of that, EA has apparently also discussed the possibility of acquisitions with Disney, Apple, and Amazon. And the Disney talks in particular were really pointed at the EA sports franchises and how they could synergize those with ESPN, which is an entity that, that Disney owns. Uh, so EA may want to be purchased, Dom. Initial gut reactions. I know this wasn't part of the show notes, but I felt like we had to add it in when it, it kind of yeah. broke last night. What do you think? Um, well, EA definitely needs to step their game up because they, uh, they have not been making fantastic games. It's just, it's kind of like the call of duty syndrome. It's just the same game reskinned every year. So you're saying it's um, not in the game. No, no, it used to be. It used to be. They used to make the best games. I still have very fond memories of, you know, like NHL 96 on Sega Genesis and oh, Super Nintendo. No. 95 like, is where it's at. 94, 94, 94 and 95 are where it's at. Screw 96. No, nah, I like 96. But wow. yeah, I, they they were good. I don't know. They they need they, they need something. They need a big change because I, I don't I feel like they don't know how to make games anymore. I mean, at minimum, Battlefield needs to pull a Call of Duty right and just take a year off. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. like it, Battlefield twenty forty two has just been an absolute train wreck from minute if, one. If these games, the like, if they just stop making yearly installments and just made like, here is MLB and they update it and they like even dlc or expansions every year i would actually buy that even though i'm not a huge baseball fan uh if it's one game that will constantly be updated i'm totally down for that that's the model i think big sports yearly installments need to go so maybe whatever company buys that i we'll, think we'll i think what i think you do have to i think it's funny first off uh that there used to be an espn sports series of games that competed with ea sports games back on like the playstation 2 era like i remember playing it hockey was, was yeah i remember playing mm -hmm. hockey it was the 2k series i think they i think 2k had partnered with espn for the presentational aspect uh, yeah. of some of their PlayStation. Like, I remember playing, like, the skills competition with ESPN overlays and presentation back on, like, PS2 or whatever. Uh, fantastic stuff. And now, like, we come full circle, and they almost ended up in bed back together with ESPN and uh, and EA together. I don't know, Yad, what do you think? Do you see... I mean, EA is a big purchase. It is a big company. You would need somebody big like a Disney, an Amazon, a Comcast slash NBC Universal. I mean, you could get right. a Microsoft. I think that's a tough sell, particularly if the government allows the Activision Blizzard deal to go through. I right. don't think that they then can scoop through and, and grab EA. I, I think the feds might have a little problem at that point. Right. There might be a little too much there. The The Disney aspect of it, because they own ESPN and because of the massive sports game presence that EA has, I think might also be a governmental issue because of, you know, the whole monopoly thing. And it looks like Yod froze. 
Yod. Mm-hmm. I mean, welcome back, Yod. Right? I mean, welcome that's back. welcome it back. Wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be gaming gumbo without Yod freezing. <laughs> He's absolutely frozen. I'm sure he'll join us. I, I do like the model that you're talking about, Dom. The 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 thing that I think you have to take into consideration is. Yeah, you release a you know the 2020 game, and then 2021 it's roster updates, club changes, yeah. like stats, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I do think there is a time, like maybe every four years or every five years, that you have to release a new core unit, simply because the technology, the graphics are changing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, on I mean, a, on about a four to seven year swing. Possibly, but like you you look at games like. Uh, train simulator for example how long has that been going on you know and then and they they do push out engine updates and stuff for it and it's kind of like rebuilding the the game from the ground up but their dlc is what really makes them the money and really supports them so if you kept releasing like you know little 15 dollars expansion packs here and there to update stadiums and rosters and teams and stuff like that you know i i think that would be able to cover the the cost is he back? He's back. What's okay, up, Sam? Okay, I'm, I'm back. Okay, it seems like my internet took a all, there. All good. We figured you'd be back. Yes. We just finished up with the EA. Isn't Train Sim like 1K uh, to get it's all the DLC? That it's over that, Mad Martha. Okay, so, yeah. so yeah, my, my, my two cents in that was uh, I, I'm, I I think the if, if Disney put a pit, bid in, it might be a... Uh, an issue with monopoly because because of the espn issue but i'm not an expert in any of that stuff and uh, yeah i don't think I it don't would be because you'd have media to works. you'd have to look at what you're buying and in this case you're buying a video game developer and publisher and while disney has an in-house you know with lucasfilm or right. ilm and and uh, lucas games and and their own little house they they have such a small market share that i i don't think that would be a problem there uh, but apparently, you know, the the time has come and gone, and they were almost purchased by NBC mm-hmm. Universal. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. We kind of uh, speculated on this show that maybe EA could get gobbled up, but we were like, yeah, it's gonna have to be a big dog. And what big dog would it be? I, I could see Amazon. I could see Amazon. Well, apparently because... that time has come and gone too. They were one really? of the people that were on the table: Disney, Amazon, and NBC Universal. And they they had conversations with NPC Universal that just broke down price wise basically. Because Amazon's supposed to be doing that Mass Effect show, right? Mm. Yeah. So. And all the Lord of the Rings stuff too. Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, you would think because they they really been trying to get their foot into gaming and it's just uh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Fell flat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dis- Disney already has Lucas Arts. Yeah, Disney already right. has Lucas yeah. Arts, Mad Martha. Um, Metallica saying Tencent or Embracer. <sighs> so Embracer's been on that buying spree lately, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Tencent has been on a buying spree for years. But Tencent, I, 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 I would, I, I would, I would. Ugh, that one would be tough. I don't know if you could get approvals to sell a company like EA to a Chinese company. In, right. In total. Not, in total. No, yeah, not wholesale. Like a Tencent right. seems to like to just like purchase pieces. Right. Right. So that they can have a say in stuff, but not really run things. You know. Yeah, and then. Um... I mean, Embracer Group just picked up what? Perfect World Entertainment, right? Mm, I think so. And then threw them into Gearbox. So they're all part of Gearbox Publishing now. 
So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Train Sim World Two All DLC one thousand forty six forty six. That's pounds, by the way. So it's about fifteen hundred dollars USD. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting to talk about. Let us know what you think in the comments below about EA potentially getting bought. And now we're going to talk about like some uh, just some of us. The three of us, gang, and our uh, history with gaming. We do have some miscellaneous news that I'm going to give you back at the end here. And chat, you're live with us. If you've got answers to any of these questions, go ahead and throw them all in. Uh, Tencent bought anything recently with all this other news. They seem quiet. No, the, Tencent's been quiet lately because China's been giving gaming companies the business uh, for the last six or so months uh, with some... Right additional regulation and halting approvals on games and uh the, i mean they are way backlogged on approvals for games to be released and everything a 10 cent stock kind of took a beating over all this new regulation and stuff so they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit because they were getting hurt all right so let's start with an easy one dom we're gonna start with you your favorite mm -hmm. game of all time platform doesn't matter pc yeah. like if it was on multiple platforms and you want to say what platform you were playing it on and your favorite, by all means, but doesn't matter. Just your favorite game of all time and not one of those, if you could only mm -hmm. play one game for the rest of your life, Dom, yeah, what yeah, would yeah. it? No, 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 no. Just yeah. what is your favorite game no. of all time? My favorite game of all time is this really obscure Konami game from uh, the PlayStation 2, motorcycle driving by, um, called, in the, the US, it was called Shadow of Destiny in... Uh, the in overseas markets, I believe it was called Shadow of Memories. Um, it had uh, Charles Martinet, the the voice of Mario, uh, as one of the voice actors in it, in probably a role that you would never be able to actually recognize him in if you did not know it was him. Um, the game, uh, in uh, you start the game off, and the first thing you do is die, and uh, then you go into like this weird like purgatory thing and you get a time machine and you have to prevent yourself from dying you have this little like digipad and uh the whole game is you preventing your death so you go back in time you stop yourself from dying in that moment only to die like 20 steps later some guy jumps out behind a tree and it gets like so in depth that you end up like time traveling 200 years in the past to prevent the tree from being planted so they can't jump out and, and murder you and it's actually really crazy it's it's got it's like uh you know how like silent hill and all of those have the multiple endings it's one of those games that have a b c d e endings and uh a lot of replayability very very fun game nice nice what do you got yod i've got to go with parasite eve 2 Ooh, going with the I, sequel I, yeah i i like the first one story but the the uh gameplay was a little janky mostly be probably because of the uh the platform it was on and you know technology back then but yeah the, the sequel i thought was a lot smoother in gameplay and story so we'll go to parasite eve 2 baron it vagabond in chat going with you on the franchise at least same the original yeah. parasite eve hands down right the, the franchise of course is my favorite franchise um uh, that i've played but if I had to pick a specific game, it has to be the second one. It, it just had more customizing with weapons, uh, armor. The if you pushed, yeah. if you went to the next screen, you didn't have to readjust your uh, your controls mm. a little bit because you know with the first game up was because, always yeah because it, it had the tank controls in the original right right. 
So it was it was a little weird that way. I did like the RPG aspect, the, the turn-based aspect of it when you got into a fight, but moving from screen to screen and stuff like that was a little janky. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, an odd one. I'm gonna go with uh, Maniac Mansion on the NES. So wow. like this was like it's it's not a stellar graphical game or anything. It's you know you know it, 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 the animation is cute. Like you you'll like it and stuff. But it is uh, basically a point and click adventure. Um, <clears throat> and obviously I had played a ton of like Zeldas and Marios and Metroids and all that stuff at the time. So this is not like mind blowing for me, but Maniac Mansion was a first in my video game history on a number of levels. It was the first time I legitimately got stumped in a game and just could not figure out what to do. Uh, it was the first time I had ever seen a game that had... Mult and I mean like real multiple endings, right? Not just one, you know, where the they say yes instead of no, you know, no. It was like there were six or seven, something like that, truly different endings depending on paths you took in this. And it was insane puzzle solving. Uh, it was also the first game that had in that I was aware of, you know, as as I was young, right? Was uh, that had controversy where there is an addition. Uh, that is different from later released editions. Uh, even on the NES, one you could put the hamster in the microwave and turn it on and <laughs> explode the hamster in the microwave. And in later editions, you were not able to do that. Uh, so it was like the first controversial piece of, wow, they actually had to change the programming a little bit to, to get people to quiet down. Plus, oh my God. plus it was it was the first time I had uh, seen humor in video games, right? Like legitimate dialogue written humor, not just oh that that looks funny on the screen or something like that. So yeah, Maniac Mansion specifically for me, NES. I have a lot of favorite games, but that is probably you know the one that that is up there because it has so many firsts in my my gaming thing. Uh, Yad, a game that made you rage, like absolutely rage. Game that made me rage. That actually goes all the way back to the Commodore 20. Mm. And I think I still, in, in my little sabbatical, I think I actually found the cartridge. I did not find the Commodore 20, but I found a cartridge. It's called Dragon's Quest, I think. I think that's what they called it. It was either Dragon's Quest or Dragon's Lair. But you're basically a knight, or a dot in this case, <laughs> and you move across a bridge from one castle to another. Once you get into the, the, the castle, you have to wander your way around a dragon, which is a bunch of little dots in an S pattern, until you can get around him into the exit. And you just do that from level to level. You know, the first dragon just kind of... Uh, moves up and down. The second one moves around a little more. They're different colors. One of them shoots fireballs or whatever. But you get to one certain level and you enter the dungeon and there's no dragon. All of a sudden, though, you die. The dragon's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> How the frick do you get around something that is totally a visual game with no visual cues because it's eight, you know, eight big pixels. Yeah. It's just a bunch of 
pixels that makes an S. There's no like uh, shimmering or any effects or anything when the thing is invisible. Yeah, that that made my brother and I rage over the game. And Mad Martha yeah. saying Team Fortress Two, young and hyper competitive, lost friends because of the game, made me quit <laughs> PvP games ever since. Metallica game that made me rage. Uh, DKC those damn minecart levels, Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely. God, as soon as you mentioned the S, all I could think of was Trogdor. You know? Oh yes, oh, yes. That's probably where they got Trogdor from. Yeah. So <laughs> mine is it. the like rage at a game is the original Zelda. Uh that mm -hmm. was you know, my dad could get through the blue knights in Castle Five both or in Dungeon Five both rooms, you know, with just a little finagling and it was just the hardest thing in the world for me to do to the point of slamming the controller on the ground and being convinced that the Nintendo knew the difference between me playing and my dad playing and made it easier for him and, uh, um, and also when when speed running with torchwick right right oh yeah see that was i i whipped through it uh <laughs> it was ganon's castle that i got lost in ganon's dungeon yeah. but as uh, that so that's raging at like an actual game a game that made me rage without even being able to play it was richard petty's racing on the Ooh. commodore 64 because i had the cassette version and if you know anything about the Commodore 64 and loading uh, off of cassettes, you had about a 60-40 chance of it actually completing the load from the yep. uh, from those cassettes. And yeah, the, the number of times that mine failed was just astronomical. Go ahead, Dom. Um, I'm actually pretty calm, cool, and collected when it comes to games. I don't really rage so hard, but the one that actually got me like frustrated where I felt my blood boiling but i didn't scream or break anything or you know not that kind of rage was getting over it with bennett foddy <sighs> nothing like falling from the top of the map all the way back to the beginning that'll do it i could see that yeah how about cry you ever cry at a game though no not not even like just a tear just one no. like not bawling just a nope. little sentimental Nothing's ever pulled. Well, I mean, you are cold-hearted freak. I am. So. <laughs> oh. I am. Yacht, ever get emotional at a game? Mass Effect series. I can see that with you. You that that has such a special place in your heart. Yeah, a special place. Yeah, it does. In, mine is so like generic too. Uh, shed shed a little tear. I mean, I didn't ball, but I did shed a little tear when uh when the old Aerith died. Oh. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> that was almost a rage. In, in, in our household, mm. that was almost a rage. Yeah. Uh, final, uh, I'm sorry, uh, fondest gaming-related memory. So it doesn't actually have to be a game itself, uh, but fondest gaming-related memory. Uh, mine is the year the Super Nintendo came out, getting that for Christmas. Uh we had like we had the Atari Dom. Uh, Dom did your lights just go out? Uh, no, I switched to a different. Oh, there you are. Dark so, screen. Yeah. Uh, we we got the NES from my grandmother, who actually sent it to my mother for her birthday, and so we had that. My dad had an Atari, a ColecoVision, and a television, some Pong machines, because he was kind of a electronics collector. Gee, I wonder where I got it. Um, so we had all that stuff. Uh, but the Super Nintendo was like my first system. Yes, we had an NES, but technically speaking, it was my mom's. The SNES was my first one. And growing up, like, 
you know, we didn't have a lot of money and yeah, it was Christmas. So like, how do I word this? Like, I didn't know. Could Santa build these types of things, right? Could Santa make the, could Santa's elves buy the parts needed to make these types of things? I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and we go through all the presents, my brother and I, and it's not there. And it's, you know, this is disappointing, but you got all this other stuff, right? I'm sure some of you have been there where you didn't get that one thing you were looking for, but then you're like, I can't really be an ass about it. Look at all this other shit sitting here. Um, <laughs> turned out it was behind the couch. It was behind the couch wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. So that's my fondest gaming memory of opening my first video game system. It wasn't the first one I bought with my own money, but it was my first one, even though we had mm. the other ones. What do you got, Yod? Uh, playing double dribble with my brother. Double dribble or double dragon? Double, double dribble. Okay, because you, you often That's, speak of playing I, double I dragon with your brother. I do. Yeah, we, we played double dragon a lot, but double dribble was special because that was one game I would make him rage. I would always pick the Chicago team, you know, because they, they had the cities, but they didn't have the rights for the teams. So I'd pick the Chicago team, and I'd make, like, full-court shots with one of their players. It got so bad once that he actually chased me out of his bedroom, because that's where the Nintendo was. It, was. it was in his bedroom. And chucked his deodorant after me out the door. <laughs> and it zinged right across my head. I could feel it. <laughs> Crash next you know, in front of me. Another time, he got so angry, also chased me out of his room, he punched the wall in his room and broke through the drywall. <laughs> For ages, he had one of those um, team sports team pennants that you can get at uh, yeah. stores and stuff like that taped over the hole and my my parents had never known <laughs> eventually it got you know patched up and it, it still doesn't look right to this day <laughs> so yeah that that's 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 one of their fondest memories is playing double dribble with them metallica fan in chat says fondest gaming memory playing aliens versus predators 2 with my best friend as a as the marine it scared us shitless but it was such a fun night Rude 33 going back and saying the ending of Crisis Core made me ball my eyes out, lol. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that, that'll do it, too. Crisis uh, Core. What do you got, Dom? Fondest gaming memory. Now, this is going to sound really bad because when when I tell you, it's it's kind of a horror story almost. Um, but it's become like this, this thing that we all look back on with my family and kind of have a laugh now after the fact that it happened. Um... But like me and my best friend, we are downstairs. We're we're playing uh, N64. We're playing San Francisco Rush 2049. Uh, the two of us going back and forth. All of a sudden, we hear this blood curdling scream, right? And then my mom is screaming on top of it. And then we're just like sitting there, like frozen, looking at each other, like what what is happening right now? And then about five minutes later, my mom yells down, uh, we're, we, we're leaving, we're going to the hospital, don't come upstairs. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we hear the door close, and the first thing we do is go upstairs. You know, of like, <laughs> you have to, after hearing all that commotion. My kitchen floor, we had a white linoleum floor. It is red. There's blood everywhere. Oh my god. Uh there is handprint 
down one of the walls like somebody smacked it and slid down and it's just like I didn't know what the hell was going on so like I, I go down and uh, I, I open the, the porch and there's a trail of blood going from the, the back porch down onto the patio through the grass I'm following a trail of blood through grass like that's that's how much blood there is when do uh, we get down- to the video game part <laughs> like do you look at somebody and go hey this reminds well, me of Silent Hill too we were playing San Francisco Rush when when this all happened. Oh, so like this is what I think of when I think of this game now. Like I can't not think of San Francisco Rush without this horror story coming to mind. Um and we like I get uh, about half a mile down the street from my house, that's how much blood there was. And there there's my brother's bicycle on the side of the street. His friend was on the back of his pegs and put his hands over his eyes and said, guess who? While they're riding down the street, I guess my brother heard a car swerved, end up throwing himself over the handlebars and landing teeth first on the the, the pavement. Right. Oh so like God. I said, this is a horror story. It's not really something you would think of too fondly of, but it was just this whole crazy situation of this blood-curdling scream. It looks like a murder scene in my house. And the, like don't go upstairs right and then we go upstairs and this is what we find and we had to like piece it all together it was like a murder mystery almost um but like my family <laughs> but all now fast it now. forward it's like hey remember that yeah. time we were playing san francisco rush and you <laughs> busted your entire fucking mouth out oh my god we, good times we were good times I, I, just last week before uh before we came to this this uh before i came to do the podcast and i was like oh is that a birthday party is that my brother's uh son's birthday party Right. And it came up. We were talking about it and we were laughing at it because it's so it was so ridiculous. And my brother has always been like the super overly dramatic person. So he's like, I'm dying. And that's why his handprints are all over the floor. But it was just like it was so ridiculous because like me and my friend, we still talk about it. It's just like uh, like we'll joke and be like, you want to play San Francisco Rush and be like, no, I don't want somebody to get murdered nah. today. No, nah, you know, so I'm gonna pass. I think I got, I think I got a <laughs> nap. I gotta take. <laughs> I told you it's a horror story, but like we joke about it. It's 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 one of those things where it's like in the moment, it's not funny when it happened. Oh right? yeah, but ten years later, you know, twenty years later, whatever, when you look back on it, you can laugh about it. You know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> like. Uh, my family's got a sick sense of humor, so. Uh, when you were growing up, were you console uh, or were you PC or were you both? Any of you, I don't care. Oh, I was waiting to see who you were going to talk to and that I was back because apparently I, I might not be using this computer for streaming. <laughs> it doesn't like to. But uh, growing growing up, we were console. We we did console. not. I I did not have a steady access to any kind of computer until I went to college. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Dom. Uh, I had both. Um, I think I was prob- primarily more console though. But when I did play PC games, I would get frustrated because you know you had the dedicated phone line, and then somebody's calling the modem yeah. and disconnecting you. So. Um, so that we, kind of maybe fits under the rage category a little bit too, when you're like about to finish, you know, a, a mission in X-wing and Tie Fighter, and and then all of a sudden, you know, like you get the phone call and it disconnects you, and then you got to start all over again. Uh, so we were kind of computer, like when we dabbled in it, because we had the Commodore 64, which I still have upstairs. My my dad's old Commodore, it still works. Um, but then it was console. We we couldn't afford 
you know, computers because uh, they were not cheap. And uh, and then, like, just as I was finishing high school, we got a computer, but I didn't do a ton of gaming on it. So I, technically I had both, if you count the Commodore 64, but I was a console baby uh, for a very long time, very, very yep. long time, like even into my 20s because I, I was just used to it. You know, you played video games on a console. Right, um, right. Were you a Nintendo uh, or a Genesis person, Dom? Um, I was always a Nintendo, but I did want a Genesis, and I remember I have a similar story to, to your fondest gaming memory. Um, mine was a little frustrating because all I wanted was a Sega Genesis that year. I literally asked for nothing else. I said, I want a Sega Genesis. Uh, opened my gifts, no Sega Genesis. My brother opened his gifts, no Sega Genesis. Kind of upset. And then I was like, all right, we usually went to uh, my aunt's for Christmas. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, I, I, I don't remember the game, but I had a game on Super Nintendo. I was like, I'm going to go play this until you guys are ready because I was always the first one ready. Uh, I went downstairs to play it, and the Sega Genesis is hooked up to the TV where the, the Super ah, Nintendo was. They got you. I was like, oh, you. Oh, Santa got you. Santa got you. Yeah. What about you, Yad? Were you Nintendo or were you Genesis? We we started out with basic Nintendo, but when we upgraded, you know, when everybody went, the next generation came out, we went uh, Genesis. Um, then from there, it was college time, I believe, where we had an N64 and a PlayStation in our household. Uh, eventually, we got a Dreamcast. I got Dreamcast. I still have it. It's it's in this bookcase back over here somewhere in one of the holes. Still in the box <laughs> with two controllers, I believe. So, um, yeah, scattered all over the place with, with consoles. I never owned any Genesis, any Sega uh, hardware until I started collecting video games uh, stuff mm -hmm. in my early 20s. I was Nintendo fanboy through and through, mm -hmm. and then moved to PlayStation and Nintendo, and yep. then uh, I bought a Dreamcast. That was the first, like, <gasps> the day it came out, that was the first Sega hardware I owned. Now, I'd played Genesis, I'd played Sega CD, I'd played 32X, you know, I'd played the Saturn. I just never mm -hmm. owned any of them. They were always at friends' houses, and then I went back and picked them up as a collector. Um, first time a game totally amazed you. Like, you looked at a game, and for whatever reason, maybe it was the graphics, maybe it was the audio design, maybe it was the narrative storytelling. Like, the first time a game just absolutely, you said, wow, like, this is this is something special. Yeah, it's a video game, but, you know, maybe this is even art. You know, like, something that just blew your mind, Dom. There was this game that uh, I saw, and I'm like, you can't put these two things together. Like under no circumstance. I was appalled by it. I wanted nothing to do with it. My friend worked at GameStop at the time. Uh, he ended up borrowing a copy from, from work. Uh, and he invited me over and he booted it up and we started playing it. And it ended up being one of the best gaming franchises of all time, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, blew me away. It absolutely blew me away when I, when I saw you're mixing Square, Final Fantasy type gameplay with Disney. I was I was appalled. I wanted nothing to do with it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm kind of with you. I worked at Best ever. Buy at the time, selling them in the media department. Yeah. And when we got it, it wasn't like it was like huge hyped and like nope. we got them in. We're like, what is this? We're looking at. Oh, okay, whatever. 
Uh, but I was like, oh, that's Final Fantasy. I'll buy it. No, uh, same thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, Mad Martha able. in chat saying Lords of Midnight. Uh, Havoc saying Dead Space. I think the first time Havoc saw it, I think I told this story last week, actually, for some reason. We were talking about maybe the Dead Space remake. The, remake, the first time he saw Dead Space was on, I think, my first flat panel television ever, my first uh, LCD. Uh, I got to say, the first time a game absolutely amazed me was Mist on the PlayStation 1. Mm. Um, my my father and I, not, besides loving the game and puzzles, you know, we're, we're very puzzled guys uh, when we when I was growing up. Still am. I mean, he's, he's passed now, sadly. But Mist was... I never really liked first-person shooters on PCs. I would watch, you know, friends play it if I was over their house, but I was never really into first-person stuff. Uh, and then I saw Mist, not on PC, on PlayStation 1, and, and then later Riven. But Mist was like... I felt absolutely, totally engaged and immersed with this piece yep. of software. Uh, and just like what first person perspective in a art style, in a game that was just like, go. Hey, that, I mean, I don't know what else you want me to tell you, dude. Go. <laughs> Where? Oh, I don't know. That's up to you. You know, just mm -hmm. do it. You know, uh, that was absolutely like the first truly immersive experience I ever had. Yod. So, I'm gonna go a little away from the home setup. My uh, the first time I was amazed at immersive gameplay, I was in Las Vegas in '92, and there was this space simulator game, I guess you could call it, but it was like this whole massive setup where you get into a pilot seat. And it had this 3D effects going on. Yo, it was your your classic early to mid 90s 3D 3D effects where everything is panels and stuff. That's what it wasn't any amazing textures or anything. But the way the the ship moved and how you had the controls and stuff and the uh, the screen setup and the pod you were in was freaking amazing. It all, it even had a little like exterior monitor where you could watch the person playing it, and something like that was just crazy to me at the time. Do you guys you know, remember, was... <laughs> Yod? What you're saying is reminding me. Do you guys remember like those little minivans that used to be in shopping malls that you'd get it? They were totally blacked out. Like there was no windows, Mini nothing. Vans? And you would get in the this minivan. Did they say free candy? On no, the side? they did. It said free puppies. Uh, there was. Got <laughs> <laughs> a drink here. You paid. You paid like. You paid like three or four dollars, and they put like six or seven people in them, and there were seatbelts, and it was. They'd close the door, and it was totally black. And then a screen would turn on at the front, and you were like on a roller coaster, and it was on hydraulics. Uh, so the whole minivan would like raise up and do different angles to follow this course. It was like the first like VR type thing I guess I had ever done in my life. Like I, besides Virtual Boy, right at that time, uh, I, somebody's got to. Havoc, I've Havoc remembers. Havoc absolutely remembers because he was there with me when like my I've, dad, like Dad, come on, come on, let's. I don't have six dollars. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. 
Yeah. I've never seen it in a minivan set up they, in a parking I didn't, lot. I said they looked it, like minivans. It wasn't okay, in the okay, parking okay. lot either. Okay. <laughs> it was See, in that's the what mall. I'm imagining. Oh, no. This is what I'm imagining here. It's like a, a van parked that's, in the middle <laughs> of the parking lot. That's exactly lot. what I did, too. No. Right. They looked yes, like yes. minivans on hydraulics okay. inside in the mall. Case, in that case, yes. I remember that. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I did go do one of those yeah and like like havoc said it, it was a roller coaster ride essentially yeah. where you get to be on a roller coaster without being in a theme park because the hydraulics kind of made you yeah exactly feel like... exactly uh yeah. so yod wants to know our favorite game adapted to other media um favorite game Easily. that got adapted to other media yeah mortal Kombat, hands down <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go with Resident Evil because it just really? hasn't been done well yet. <laughs> like it just, I I'm not gonna lie though, I totally binged the uh, the Paul Anderson ones uh, in order just oh, yeah. a, just oh, yeah. a week and a half ago. <laughs> like you know, I, I, did I, I steal your answer yet? No, no, I I watched the uh, the Resident Evil ones oh. a lot, but yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, um, I am not, and as I said last week, I am not holding out a lot of hope for the Netflix live action. No, no, I, the I trailer looks like total butts. <gasps> oh shit, Metallica's gonna... right. Yeah. Oh, Castlevania from is that Castlevania yeah. from net on Netflix was just so freaking right. dope, man. Right. It was so good that even if you don't like know Castlevania or like Castlevania. It is still worth watching. It was so good. Yod, right, what's your so, yours has got to be Mass Effect, right? Actually, no. Or Halo. The Effect, or Halo. The Mass Effect anime was interesting. the The best adaption, I think, is Castlevania. That that is hands mm. down one of the best um, adaptions. My guilty pleasure has to be the the original Laura Croft movies with uh, Angelina Jolie in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, uh, all right. But I did recently watch all of Halo. The season recently ended. I can see why people don't like it, but I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. Baron, you know, you can hate on it all you want. You can hate on me for it, but I enjoyed it. Baron saying Dragon's Lair then, the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Do you, do you, rem- do you remember good. Dungeons and Dragons, those cartoons? Yes. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You, the movies, yeah. You don't <laughs> oh remember God. the cartoon? Oh, God. You don't remember the cartoon? Video. Oh. Oh. I was yeah. very hopeful for The Last of Us. Uh, uh yeah yeah we'll see yeah we'll see yeah. Oh, see Mad Martha remembers the original D and D cartoons hell yeah, yeah. the original D and D cartoons good uh Zista uh, wants to know do you enjoy remakes do you enjoy remakes Yad <laughs> says the the guy who couldn't wait for the Mass Effect one to come out I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I do enjoy remakes most it's mostly the artist side of me where I want to see these in these games in better graphics you know instead of the chibi strife walking around where everybody just kind of shoves up into his butt for you so you can walk around the map <laughs> and you, you actually see the gameplay the way you would in your head so yes I, I do enjoy remakes I'm hit and miss on them this uh, Dom I'm kind of like <sighs> I'll buy a remake I've got no problem buying a remake I do like seeing updated graphics updated systems um I <sighs> But I mean, it, it's going to be very for me. It's going to vary game by game. 
You know, if it's well done, then I'm probably, and it's a game I'm nostalgic for, I'm all for it. If it's a game I really don't care about, I, I'm the guy that's like, why aren't you making something new? Oh, wait, <laughs> you're making a remake of Final Fantasy One. Oh, I'm totally in. I'm totally, I'm, to- <laughs> I'm 100% in. I'm 100% in. It has oh, to but- be done well, though. It has to be done uh, well, though. Yeah, no, oh, none absolutely. Of, none of that Warcraft 3 BS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah for, for me, it has to be more than than just, like, updating the skins and, and Well, the, see, the you said remake and, and, and not remaster. I'm the same right. way. Like, right. I would, re- if you're going to do a remake, do a remake. Uh, I'm not all that keen on remasters because they feel like cash grab on on my nostalgia, and I don't like that feeling. So for me, and and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but I think like the perfect example of a really well done remake is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, Yes, that that is a game that I they did a very good job. I did not want to play at all. I was like, this sounds terrible. Like, I don't want this. I like the original is so good. Don't touch it. And then I'm like, well, I was it seven. I have to play it. It was. I did. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia to it too, but it's just like the story, the music, everything. Like, you know, like when you say, oh, the game ever ever make you cry, Mike said, you know, that's the first one that made him, you know, almost or or possibly shed a tear. Yeah. No, I definitely shed a tear. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So it's like, how do you go back and recreate that? My dad was flabbergasted when that happened. Like, it was the first video game we had ever seen where a main character was killed by the bad guy. Yeah. Like, you just didn't see that. And and how do you capture that again? You know, like, in in 7. And with with the the 7, the remake is just the little tiny stuff that was building through the whole thing that you didn't notice was changing until you get to the end, and then it just blows everything up, and your mind is just... It's it's a mindfuck, and it's just like holy shit, and I can't wait for the next installments. Yeah. And I like I was so against them doing, you know, oh, there's they're splitting it up. Like why? Like that's dumb. And and it's now it's like this was the most ingenious move they've ever had. Like yeah. the way they did it. I'm just I'm blown away by it. I'm so I'm so happy it ended up being the way it Metallica is. Metallica fan saying, "What do you think about the rumored Last of Us remake? Magic Man seems a bit soon for me. I agree. I, say, I, I 100% yeah. agree with I that. I think that's way too soon. Uh, Metallica fan also saying the Resident Evil 2 remake was great. The 2 remake was great. The the, the 1 remake was great, too. The 3, not, three? not so much. <laughs> not so much. Uh, Torchwick saying, I like remasters when it's for the sake of bringing it to a new generation of consoles. This is a great point i.e. a PS2 game receiving a remaster that brings it to the PlayStation 3 or PlayStation yeah. 4 or PlayStation 5. Uh, I I very much agree on stuff like that. Like So, yeah. obviously, like, Torchwick um, is in a very... Uh, <laughs> 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 Torchwick is in a very, like, special spot, right? His dad's... Yeah. my I'm a video game system and game collector, and that's a very privileged spot for him to be in because when I'm like, oh, back on the Super Nintendo, they did this, and it's like, okay, we'll just, you know what, shut up. Here, let's just pull it out. We'll throw it in, and you can take a look at it. But think back, like, there are there are games. You know, he could play Swicked in One on the PlayStation 1. How many other people can do that right, right. now? Like, yeah, without right. having to go spend $80 or $100 on a working PlayStation 1 and then hundreds of dollars for a copy of that game... Your, you know, your option comes down to pirate it or spend a fortune to not play uh, to to try and, and play it. I like when remasters fill that gap, particularly for companies that are very, very poor at game preservation. Yeah. 
Or what about, <laughs> what about the, the the one thing that everybody wants? They want all of the Zeldas on one console. Right. Right. All of them. Uh, I was going to say to be able to play Parasite Eve again. <laughs> Huh? We're huh? we're 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 getting <laughs> we're getting we're getting images in, we're getting images in. What 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 do we have here? Let me let me uh, pull this up here. For those of you that have no idea what I am talking about, these are what I'm talking about. Thank you, Havoc, for sending that over. These were the minivans in the mall that would take you on a roller ah, coaster ride. Oh. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. I yes. see where it says free puppies. Yeah, it's on that little white yes. plaque on the, the yep. front window. Free puppies. Yeah, right. Free puppies. Absolutely. Free puppies. Um, are older games and consoles still of interest? Yod wants to know. I mean, I kind of really easy question for me yes i have like 40 yeah. video game systems in this house and and over 3000 plus games at this point i don't even know what the count is anymore i stopped counting uh yes they absolutely are to me not only because they all hold different nostalgia bits for me or favorite games for me uh but because i am very big on the history of the tech uh and what came and who did what and and stuff like that so yes for me Tom? Yeah. And there, there's there's a lot of projects and stuff that I've seen where there's like the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a company that's putting out like the Atari, uh, the console where mm -hmm. it hooks through HDMI and you could put all your old cartridges in and stuff like that. I want more companies to do that because I, I would love to not have to modify my existing consoles and be able to just plug new console or old consoles remade to, to retrofit to HDMI so we could still play with our old you know, software. Um, but yeah, I, I'm absolutely still in love with all the old uh, games and consoles, and, and I wish it was just easier to do. Right, because the, the old consoles are mostly uh, coax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mean, or, or AV, yeah. Yeah, yep. AV, so an adapter for that would be a pretty good moneymaker, I would think. Mm -hmm. they, they got them. They got them. <laughs> the problem is sometimes they aren't all that great. Right, the other that's problem just is like Nintendo to release yeah. it. Just here's Nintendo... HDMI, original Nintendo HDMI. Yeah, and right. I'll buy exactly. It right yeah, and then you you still have the the problem because like if Nintendo did that, you're in good you're in a good spot. But you when you do like the conversion stuff, Yod, when you use a converter for an RF cable or a, a standard like AV cable back when it was just like audio one, there was no left right. right. It was just yellow and white video and audio. Right. Here you go. Uh, a lot of those systems they don't they just don't function right on high resolution flat panel TVs. Like you have to have a CRT for a lot of those. If you go back uh, and try and play your light gun games, they will not work at all on an LCD see, I, TV. I, I did not get at a all. To do that. No matter what you have hooked them up that. on. But yeah, you'll notice input lag and delay and stuff like that when you try to play like an original Nintendo through AV mm -hmm. into your LCD or plasma or, or uh, you know whatever TV you have, um, OLED. You'll you'll right. you'll notice like you need Nintendo to make their own with HDMI because then they can inherently build the the lag fix the delay into what the system's doing. So yeah, there's always you always got to keep a CRT nearby. Always got to keep a CRT TV. Or you get stuck with like a Retron that like yeah yeah, yeah. your 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 car, uh, cartridges in the system and actually destroys the pins and it's like oh yeah. 
Uh, yeah, my uh, my Retron has not done that. Has not done that. Mine's some of them, good. some of the wider cartridges like Ducktales. Uh, I've heard a lot of Ducktail cartridge, or was it Ducktales two? Uh, gets stuck in the the car uh, the console a lot. Yeah. You don't uh, everybody in chat basically saying yeah. Old games still matter. Older games and mm -hmm. consoles still matter. And finally, before we hit a couple news pieces and call it a day, uh, Dom wants to know our favorite multiplayer game of all time. What do you got, Yod? Goldeneye. I knew you were going to say that. I Golden knew Eye you were going to say that. I mean, it's it's either that or Perfect Dark, which was, you know... The yeah, if, if those are the two, you got to go GoldenEye. Yeah. You have to yeah, go GoldenEye. Yeah, Gold, GoldenEye was the better of the two. I, multiplayer. Uh, multiplayer. I was never... I still, to this day, I'm not like a huge shooter guy. I have exceptions, like Destiny 2 is, is dope. Love it. Uh, you know, I've got my the shooter games that I like, and they're the ones I stick to. Right, I, I and I'll try something else, but I normally don't stick around. But I gotta say, I've got very fond spot uh, for uh, playing on the uh, GameCube. Demina and I, uh, Time Splitters. Mm. Time Splitters. Time Splitters was good. Excellent, excellent multiplayer shooter. Excellent. What do you got, Dom? Uh, I, w I was also going to go with Goldeneye, but I had a backup just in case because it, it's so popular <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. in Mario Kart. Mario Kart was yeah. good, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, just a reminder for all of you, gang, we are about to get a ton of gaming news in about the next month, month plus here. Uh, yep. Normally, this would be when we would have E3, right? But E3 canceled this year. There's no, no even uh, digital equivalent to E3. But Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest is going to kick off on June 9th, and that's going to run basically through the 12th with all kinds of stuff every single day. The Summer Game Fest itself is uh, June 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Then there's Geek Week uh, from June 10th forward, sponsored by Netflix, the Tribeca Game Spotlight. And then, of course, on June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern, you have the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Uh, not just because they've already said they're going to have a ton of reveals, but uh, I'm like, what are you guys going to show off? You've already said Starfield and, and Redfall were delayed. So what else you got cooking? What else you got cooking? We'll see. Not only that, though, then remember that Games Radar is kind of like the tail end. They're not like part of the Summer Games Fest, but they do kind of tack on to the end. Uh, picking up on June 11th, and that's sponsored by Games Radar. You'll get the future game show and its partner show, the the PC gaming show as well. So there is a lot of stuff that is is out there. Uh, anything that you guys are looking forward to? I mean, I'm really looking forward to obviously um, Final Fantasy 16 because we've already heard that uh, there the trailer is ready from Yoshi P. It, it, they Ooh. just delayed it internally. Uh, that the game is near finished uh, and just and, fi and finishing up. So we're going to see it shortly, and I can't think of a better place for them to show it off yeah. than than here. Even though Square would like to do and does do its own summer showcase, I think they want to show it off to a bigger stage. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait for that. I also can't wait for this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. This is Techland revealing some concept art for AAA open world fantasy action RPG. They're the makers of Dying Light to Stay Human. Uh, this is just some concept art of something that they're working on. Obviously, this is going to be a few years away. 
And you know what excites me about this? I just like, man, look at that. It's generic dude on a cliff with generic, looking at generic ruins and generic waterfalls. Nothing says open world uh, AAA RPG that I'm going to like more than that type of concept art. Uh, to be fair, the artist did a wonderful job with it, but it is a little generic when you say this is a fantasy thing. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I like RPGs, so no surprises there. DJ Havoc says Fallout 77. Uh, Ninja Pandas, or I'm sorry, Metallica says, I want to see more Warhammer, Dark Tide, and Space Marine 2. Huge Warhammer fan. Mad Martha says, are we going to get any more Stalker 2? I'd be interested in that. Um, isn't Stalker 2 a Ukrainian studio, though? Ooh. Like, it might be. I th I th is that them? I I I I want to say yes. Um, I I'm not certain though. GSC GSC Game yes. World. Yeah, it's a Ukrainian Metallica video. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me, just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you go. I know. It's <laughs> like it's like I do this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there you're probably gonna have some delays there. In fact, I know that they have announced some delays and things like that too. Uh, anything you guys are looking forward to before we hit a few miscellaneous pieces? Yeah, um, Uber nerd, I am. I am. Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. I'm uh, I'm still catching up on everything, so you know. Nothing for you yet. All right, yeah, so yeah. miscellaneous news. So this is no doubt, no doubt, gonna be good for this game. No doubt. Yeah going to be good for this game. But I do have to ask you the same question, guys, that I asked on the Always Online podcast yesterday on MMO Bomb. Go check that out, by the way. That's the site that pays the bills, so I'd appreciate you visiting it, mmobomb.com. And go rate your games. You know, there's Just look up a game and write a little review. Give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down vote for other people. Fall Guys is going free to play next month. Also finally coming out on the Xbox and the Switch. All three of those things are things that absolutely should, in my mind, happen. Should be free-to-play. I mean, it, the way it was built, it had a free-to-play economy from day one yep. with the season pass and all the cosmetics and yeah, stuff Yeah, I remember like watching you guys play that early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it already had the free-to-play economy. It should be on the Xbox. It should be on the Switch. Those are all good things. And they teased a level creator, but that's not coming next month. That's going to be further off. Right. Mm. Um. The only thing I'm going to ask you guys is, obviously, those are all good for the game. And the game is doing well. Not what it did, obviously, when it exploded. But it is, you know, look it up on Steam right now. There's probably about 12,000 people playing right now. There are games that would cut off their leg to get that that kind of yeah. play player base. Mm. But is it a little too late for this move? Like, I feel like they should have probably done this move a year ago. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably still a good move today. They would have probably made a bigger splash a year ago. Um, but, I mean, going free-to-play, yeah, it, it, it should have happened a while ago. Going, giving you a level creator definitely should have happened a while ago. Because, I mean... Yeah, I feel like long... that really should have been yeah, a while how, ago. How long, how long has it been out? Um... Uh, came out like in like August of 2020-ish, something like that. Yeah, two years ago. So you guys were playing it then. So, you know, about a year later, at the most, should have been a level creator. I mean, go free to play. <laughs> sure, why not? You know, they, they've, they've milked a bunch of people's money. They want to milk some more. <laughs> they want to get a bigger player base. It sure. Was, it was August 4th, 2020. <laughs> Uber nerd. 
Uber nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute Uber nerd. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's just whatever. whatever. I mean, I'm sure it'll still do well. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The 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 big thing with game. it though is uh, if you don't currently own it. Yeah, I was gonna uh, I was gonna give everybody a warning on that one. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna be able to download it on Steam. You're gonna have to go through Epic Games. Yeah, if you don't go console. buy it on Steam before it goes free to play, you will uh, have to play on Epic Games from the PC when it goes free to play. Same thing Rocket League did, different circumstances. Psionics, who made Rocket League, was bought by Epic Games, and that's why yep. if you own it on Steam, you can play it, but you can no longer buy it from Steam. That same yep. thing's going to happen with the game, uh, with with this. Hey, uh, Norman Reedus maybe uh, kind of spilled the beans that there is a Death Stranding 2 in development. Uh, not surprised, obviously. It sold like, no. more than 5 million copies, and that's before the director's cut that just recently came right. out. So kind of makes sense uh but an image of Reedus's death stranding character sam was recently added to the playstation's website banner we talked about that on this show uh mm-hmm. and he said in a leo edit interview that it took maybe two or three years to finish the motion capture for the original death stranding so death stranding 2 might not be here anytime soon if work is just beginning now it was a huge thing so we just started part two of that and I'm sure Kojima was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we have something solid. You son of a bee. You son of a bee. Uh, and also not shocking news, but also maybe a little bit late to the party. Uh, PlayStation is looking for somebody to bring on board to lead its PC gaming experiences. So if you yep. thought we've talked about on this show how they are just absolutely going to continue moving more and more into that. Here yep. they are. Yep. Which uh, I did take a look at. I, I think uh, you guys probably talked about it before. I haven't been caught up on what you guys talked about previously while I was gone. But the whole um, what they're offering per tier, what games they're releasing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a, we did a show on that. Yeah, nothing's really caught my eye. Yet, uh, yep. So... I'm just going to continue with my standard, what I already had. Yeah, same. So... Yeah. I actually heard a rumor and I don't know how true this is. I need to look into this, so don't don't quote me on this. But if you have like a year of basic PlayStation Plus and I heard if you have like one month of the high tier going into when it crosses over, it puts you at a full year of the high tier. Huh. Um it basically carries over like whatever your longest subscription is and gives you the full thing. So don't quote me on it. That's what I've heard. Mine unfortunately true, renewed so in March, so I'm boned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't I'm saying if you room. don't have the highest tier, if you buy one month of it before it crosses over, and you have a full year of the low tier, nah. you'll get a full year of the high tier. Don't care enough. Whatever. Don't care enough. <laughs> don't care enough. Yeah. Uh, what do you got here, Dom? What's this last thing you want us to talk about? What is this? Oh my God! Did you, <laughs> th- this is absolutely insane. Did you see this? Like. I, I so, read it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of we're not sure, we're not sure, we're not sure, we're not sure's on it, but it right. is an interesting read. Yeah. So basically, you you have uh, th- this person on their lunch break at work, you know, on their own personal private computer, not their work laptop, but on their own personal computer, uh, playing you know some games and stuff in their their spare time, and and got 
yelled at, at by their boss for playing games during their lunch break. Like, what? Hmm. Qualifier, uh, the employees work from home. Yeah. So they're working on their work computer. They go out on break. They play on their PC. And presumably come back on time from break. Like, there's a lot of... Eh, okay, we need some more details in this story right now, and hopefully mm -hmm. we'll we'll get more. Uh, but he's alleging that he received an official verbal warning for this, and more importantly, ooh, how'd you know? Right, uh, right. Now there is software on their computer because he is a uh, a home worker for uh, uh, a, a call center, but, a call center. But it's on the it's so, on the work computer. Right, right, right. The software is on the work yeah. computer. That monitor that gives them the capability to monitor calls and things like that to record for quality recordings and things like that, uh, and, which, the, is and the, which is totally normal. But if the employee was punched out for break and had everything shut down for break like it's supposed to be correctly, then in theory their work computer should not be able to monitor them in any capacity. So. Like, what else has it caught you doing? I don't know, dude. It's your desk. I don't want to talk about it. Let's go do Games of the Week. <laughs> Game of the Week is how we end every episode here of Gaming Gumbo. It's where all three of us give you a game. Could be a video game, card game, tabletop game, doesn't matter. Mobile game, in fact, from last week. Uh, and we think you should check it out. We might be playing it now, played it in the past, never played it, but think it's worth a look and want you to come with us. And so you let us know which one of us gives the best recommendation in the comments below. I've been playing Super Monkey Ball this afternoon, Banana Mania, so I got, I'm going to lose. That's okay, uh, but it's n nostalgia for me. Love Super Monkey Ball. Haven't played one in a long time. And I'm quite enjoying it. It's the Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 bundle package and all that stuff. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Thumbs up. What do you got, Yad? Are, are we doing mobile games now that Jason's gone? You could do mobile. <laughs> You've always been able to do mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually currently playing uh, Halo to Master Chief Collection because I can now do that. Ah, <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm going with. What do you got, Dom? Uh, I've been playing... Uh, this game hunt showdown it's uh one of my favorite uh multiplayer games uh right now it's a 12 player battle royale yep. uh style game with pve objectives uh you it's kind of like escape from tarkov uh you guys are familiar with that oh yeah you have a uh, pve contract uh target in the middle uh you you find clues kill the boss and then you have to wait three minutes for the contract to become lootable uh, and then you have to extract off the map. Uh, problem is, once you start the the uh, uh, the banishing for the boss, uh, everybody on the map now knows your location and can come and collect the bounty by killing you. Uh, game gets pretty intense. Uh, I've been playing a lot more recently. Uh, the game's about four years old uh, right now, uh, but I have about 500 hours in it. So it's safe to say that I'm enjoying it. Well, there you go. Let us know in the comments below. Chat, don't go anywhere. Right after today's show, we've got Torchwick. He's back. He's back, finally. A couple weeks off. May has been busy. Next week, you officially are no longer a high school student. I mean, you're, oh do you're done now, Torchwick, but you, you got to do the whole ceremony next weekend. So things have calmed down. You're back. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. 
I forget where I was in Chrono Trigger, so we're going to have an interesting time. I can't promise any fun this time. <laughs> I'm going to jump back into some Chrono Trigger, even though you don't remember where you're at. We uh, we still have to. We oh we, we should let them know. I, either next week uh, or the week after, uh, we are going to do another father-son speed run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we try to do, like we picked Zelda because it had been decades since I'd run through it. Clearly that showed in the la- in the last minute of the freaking game. <laughs> I'm like, I have the, a massive lead and I cough it up. Well, to be fair too, the game did glitch and we talked about that for five minutes anyway. <laughs> so that cost me a lot of time. Anyway, so we picked the games that like he doesn't watch because him and I do watch a lot of speed running, right? that neither of us knows speed running strats. He's maybe never played a lot, and I am, if I played a lot, I don't remember them because it's been so long ago. So uh, what was the game you picked a couple of weeks ago when we were talking after the stream? What are we, what are we speed running against each other? So we're going to be going for uh, Super Mario World. Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. Star Road. Yeah, Star yeah Road. we took Star Road out. You have to beat all main castles, all the, all the, the Koopa kids. Uh, Which is going to be um, interesting, because that's another one I played a lot on the Wii U. I beat it precisely once and then never touched it again. The exact same circumstances as Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so if you want to watch another speed ru- father-son speed run uh, by shitty speedrunners, uh, that will be either next week or the week after. Uh, of course, we'll let you know right on Gaming Gumbo. Uh, Tor- Torchwick, we'll turn it over to you in just a second. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you'll stick around, watch Torchwick stream, and then, of course, check out all of our streamers, whether it be our Relic Grind show, Square Enix, and uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. If I'm streaming some Final Fantasy TCG uh, or some other games, that'll happen on Monday. Uh, and if any of, you know, Tor- uh, Tarkov, any of the other, uh, Faye, uh, volunteer streamers, check them out as well. Until next time, next week, Dom, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me down below at It's Just a... Yod. Uh, Yod Artworks on Twitter, Yod Artworks on Facebook, and, well, back here again yeah. on Gaming Gumbo. Welcome back. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio on Twitter, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. I'm still waiting for you. Thank you.